Songwriter Trist is all about connecting with like-minded people by building relationships with those who are on a similar mission because when we work together, we're stronger and we have more fun. This is a bonus episode where we get to know other people in the industry and go into detail about other essential parts of what it takes to get a song from the songwriter's head to playing on your phone. If you enjoy this podcast and you want to say thanks, you can buy us a coffee on www.songwritertrist.com. You saw through all my lies. You see all Bertie Bo, how are you? Great, great. How are you? I'm good. And we met through B Squared Management, which looks absolutely incredible. So I'm really looking forward to learning more about that. But first, I want to find out a little bit more about you and who you are and where you come from and tell us who is Bertie Bo. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, I know it's very early where you are. So, mm. um, yeah, you know, um, I was an artist for many years. I, um, you know, as an independent artist, I loved doing everything the DIY way mm-hmm. and um, taught myself so much. I took a lot of wrong turns, had a lot of bad situations. And a lot of why I started the business was I wanted to help a uh, young artist by step a lot of the um, bad moves that I made, but also uh, learn from some of the great things that, that I was able to accomplish and just you know, help other artists connect the dots to um, have an amazing career on an independent level. That's incredible. It's very uh, honorable of you to support other artists like that. It doesn't come naturally. I think there's a certain type of breed of artists that help other people as well. So tell me about like your journey. You said you like, you like to do it yourself and you've had a lot of success and um, I completely have to agree that when you're an independent artist, you can't help but make a lot of mistakes and, um, you know, go through a fair bit of hardship. Um, how do you help your artists get through that? And what did you experience? You know, what's yeah, the drive? Um, so I kind of got started later in life. Um, I mean, I was very young, but at that time it was later in life. So I was about 27, 28 before I really um, decided to go for it. And, to, uh, you know, I had went to college and, and, and got my degree and was doing a whole nother thing. And I was like, hey, I think I want to do this thing. And um, mm. most of my friends and family were like, what? What are you doing? I'm like, I'm building a band and I'm going on the road and I'm going to live in an RV and I'm going to just, you know, figure it out. So um, I really had no idea. I had no idea what I was doing, which thank goodness I didn't because I probably would have never had the courage to do the things that I did because I would have realized how very hard. <laughs> but um, yeah, I learned how to, to book uh, a, an unknown band to become our own booking agency and our own press people and, you know, just, just do it all. And I, what I found was that a lot of things can happen if you just ask, you know, if you just mm. show up, um, amazing things can happen. And so okay. these great things started happening for us. We were this band out of nowhere. No one knew us. Um, 
small town kids really and all of a sudden Mm -hmm. we were getting openers and we were uh getting asked to play really great venues and uh building a fan base in LA and just things that I thought were really untouchable were literally happening Mm -hmm. and it it really catapulted everything for me and the fact that I just realized that I could be I could build a life with this music. I could create something. Um, even though everyone said, you know, you're too old, you're too this, you're too that, yeah. whatever. And I just didn't listen to them. I, I don't know where that courage came from. Just thank goodness I had it at the time. Yeah. But um, anyway, so long story short, you know, we toured with a lot of major bands and did some really cool things. But I ended up um, getting more involved with songwriting. Mm-hmm. And um, doing that more so at the end there before I started the business. But I was always connecting with people from back home or people I know would say, hey, you know, how did you get a Grammy winning producer? Or how did you get mm-hmm. a deal, you know, a small deal with EMI? Or how did you, how did these things happen? And I loved sort of connecting those dots for people and saying, you know, you can do it too. Like I promise you can, like let's, yeah. it just takes strategy. It just takes a plan. It just takes, um, you know, uh, focus and people. Yeah. yeah. And, um, so yeah, that's really, and it started with one artist and I loved it so much and it has grown to, to where we are now. That's incredible. And it is it's such a hard thing to do on your own. We're not actually meant to do it on our own. I think, and I don't know yeah. about over there, but in Australia, I think for a long time, I believed that I had to do it all on my own. And that yeah. was so overwhelming that I never even bothered trying. I was like, no, nah, I, I know I can't do it all on my own, so I'm not even going to start. And it wasn't mm-hmm. until I went to Nashville and, and saw how they did it in America and how people could really work together as a team and support each other. And everyone was quite happy doing the small tasks that they were really good at and then working it as a part of a, a bigger picture. And um, I was like, oh, I can do what I'm good at. You know, <laughs> If that's all anyone wants me to do, I can do that and I can find people to fill in the gaps. And then as soon as I kind of had that, you know, uh, belief that that was something possible that hasn't, you know, and, and I was older too. I mean, I didn't start till I was 32, so I was older, a Trump, <laughs> a Trump how old. Did a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> so young, but, so young. I, I think it's fine. Like I, I yeah. don't know. There is a. I think there is a stigmatism. If you let there be an age stigmatism, it will be there. Um, if you believe you have to be nineteen or seventeen to start and be recognised by a label, then that that belief will be with you. But um, yeah. only, only if you choose it. I think for me, I, I, I mean, maybe I'm just naive, but it doesn't bother me. <laughs> Yeah, love that. And it should not bother you. It should be power, empowering for you. You know, as songwriters, I think we have to have a lot of experiences to write great songs and yeah. to, you know, share our journey. And that takes some living, you know, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways to to be able to do that. And I think the stigma is really going away of age. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I hope. As I, I feel like so women too. have always carried that burden you know uh, mm. more so than men so um I, I really see a lot of changes there and I'm, I'm happy about that you mentioned that you were doing a quite a bit of songwriting towards sort of the end did you always do songwriting like when did you actually start with music you know um 
I, I was always writing songs. I, I remember I wrote my first song when I was literally like third grade. My best friend moved away and I wrote this yeah. song and recorded it oh. on like a cassette tape. And my mom was like, why is this thing, this tape in this envelope? It doesn't fit. This is never, <laughs> you can't put this in the mail. And I was like, it's a song. Oh, but um, I didn't really know that I was writing songs. Like, yeah. I mean, I guess I knew they were songs, but I didn't really I wasn't putting it all together and the fact that, oh, I'm a songwriter. Like I, yeah. I didn't get it, you know? And then when I joined a band, um, you know, I didn't ever really play an instrument on stage. I mean, I played a little bit of keyboard to write, but I wasn't, uh, uh, you know, a, an accomplished musician on stage. And so yeah. they handled a lot of the writing pieces and then I would bring the lyrics in. And so I thought, I still didn't think of myself as a songwriter until yeah. Later, when I started meeting more and more songwriters in Nashville and just and, and yeah. in LA and other places, I was like, oh, you know, this is powerful. The fact that I do have this melody that I can hum and I can sing and that I'm coming up with these really creative ideas. And I was like, oh, I, I guess I am a songwriter. And mm. um, but yeah, I um, I guess I sort of haphazardly realized that I could bring my stories to life. And I think the more that I dove into that i started realizing how therapeutic it is because oh my goodness therapy and writing yeah and and also just that ability to be um vulnerable mm. um you know and share those the stories that maybe that that everyone's been through but they're not always the bright shiny things but sometimes yeah. those dark things had the ability to really move crowds of people or those would always be the songs where people would be like oh my gosh that really moved me and mm. I was like oh that story was I was sort of embarrassed of that story but you know yeah. people are feeling it so it's nice we can talk about things that we can kind of talk about and hide things that we want to talk about in songs when maybe we're not ready to talk about them oh wow yeah good point yeah. good point yes that is a magical piece isn't it to it be is. able to hide something in a song I love that. I remember when I was younger, I would write, like, I, I had a traumatic childhood, but no one knew about it for a very long time. And I hit it in music. And for some reason, I don't even know where I got this notion, but for some reason, I thought I could hide behind the concept of art. So if I wrote this horrible, sad story song, that yeah. if someone asked me where it came from, I could be like, oh, it's just a song. You know, it's just art. I'm just playing around. You know, I didn't have to, I didn't have to go and talk about all the things that were, going on for me and where it came from like yeah and I, and then people must have seen straight through it like I think about it now and I'm like <laughs> you know it would have been so obvious people must have been so worried about me that like I mean I didn't play, I only played it for like one or two people or it, if my mum accidentally walked in on me at the piano she might have heard a snippet of something that I was writing <laughs> but the reason yeah I felt safe because it was it was art and that was allowed to be art and I didn't have to explain myself but um, oh wow that's so powerful it is good therapy how did, what was the therapy that you know you found what were you trying to process through your music I don't know I think a lot of just hearing no so much like mm. no you're too old you can't do this or no you need to have a normal life you know oh. like this is very very non-normal you're living in an rv you're you know mm. eating smock ramen and everything like you're just not you need to be settling down you need to, like all mm. of those things that i was sort of going against the grain and um just being able to say no like i i have this 
this need to live this life right now. I have this need to be um, independent and a little rebellious and all those things. And um, I think, yeah, I think it definitely came out in my music. Yeah. Sometimes you have a vision and not everyone can see it and that's okay. Oh my Um, goodness. Yes. And that's, that's where your magic is. I think wherever that, wherever your vision is that no one else can see, that's, that's the place you gotta, you gotta really go, you know, go, go into that light because that's going to be your magic. Yeah. I always like when some people talk to me about, you know, not sure what they want to do or where they're going to be. I think it's like, at the end of the day, I believe, because I, I always knew that I was a singer-songwriter, like deep yeah. down, if if I was honest with myself, I knew that's who it was. I just, my, it, it clashed with my core beliefs of thinking that that was possible and that was okay, you know, and, and that I had the self, I didn't have the self-worth or self-belief that that was something that I could be, which is so yeah. sad. Like I, I couldn't be who I truly knew I was, which is horrible but I had you know psychologists help me with that but that I think I think everyone really does in my heart I think people you know who you are and you know what you're meant to be doing maybe it's just needing to come into alignment with your self-belief and and your self-worth and and to actually follow through with who you are and what you're meant to be doing you know I mean, absolutely. I think most of the, most people in life are kind of like, or maybe I shouldn't say most, but a lot of people mm. are, they, like you said, they know exactly, they already know, mm. they know what would make them happy, but different things in society or yeah. beliefs from their family or friends or whomever keeps them from exploring that and going in that direction, which is really sad. Yeah, it takes courage. Yeah. yeah so much but there's always such amazing things on the other side of fear if you can yes. get the courage to get past it and actually oh i love yes. the um the jim carrey saying like have you ever heard his speech he's got this great speech about yes. his dad um failing at what he didn't love and it's like you can fail at what you don't love so why don't fail at what you do love you know <laughs> yes and it's yeah. so true it's so true it's the perfect perspective it's so true there's no such thing as security i think Maybe there used to be a much bigger sense of security, but the, especially these days, like with the pandemic and COVID, security yeah. is such an illusion. It really always has been, especially like with a full-time job and all this sort of stuff. Like, you know, really it's such an illusion of false sense of security. And yet, yeah, um, yeah you can have absolutely no security, but, but doing what you love and you just have to trust yeah. the process. It'll work out if you're just... Yeah being good but so, if you need help <laughs> you go to someone <laughs> like b-squared management <laughs> like, we all need help trust me i need i mean every day i'm finding out more and more about the industry and realizing it's like oh i didn't like i just found out this week that i really should have an entertainment lawyer i'm like why do i need yeah. an entertainment lawyer <laughs> yeah, i have no I idea there's so, so many pieces. <laughs> so many pieces. It's crazy. I, I tell artists all the time, I'm like, I know. And the fact is that most artists can do everything themselves. Like they literally can, but they just don't have 12 arms and 14 mm. legs, you know, to do it all because it's so the time mm. constraint. And because artists are so bright and so um, 
you know, just so talented in so many ways. Every day I'm blown away by a new artist. They're like, what? You do what in your spare time? <laughs> what? Like, you don't just create beautiful music. You're also like all these other fabulous things. But yeah, but yeah it's, it comes down to the time piece and, and then having a team that you, A, can really get along with and that understands your vision and your mission, which I think is everything. Um mm. It's knowing what your mission statement is with your music and why you're why you put all your money, time, energy, effort into it. It's it's um it's just it's so important to to hone in on that and then to mm. have a team that gets it too. Yeah. And that is willing to really get down in the trenches with you because and that can be honestly, hard to find. Yeah, it is hard to find. I, I mean doing I, it, but yeah. <laughs> I never had that, you know, we always had to do everything on our own and um, everything was out of our price budget. Like, you know, mm-hmm. every single thing back in those days, I, I couldn't afford to have anyone help at that time. But I, um, I remember thinking like, gosh, I wish there was someone who could at least give me a little advice or I wish there was someone who could like, you know, work with me on price or help me get at least one thing, you know, if I could just get one thing, like maybe a press Mm -hmm. thing or, you know, something to help us move ahead. And um, so that was my big passion with this business too, is to offer services that are very a la carte. And, you know, I mean, we have services that start as low as $60 so that every artist can have something like maybe you can even just have one thing that will help you feel like you're working towards your goal. And I think everyone deserves that. And, and also just being able to be free and Mm. and not having to sign contracts because that was a lot of what I, we got into were long-term contracts for booking or for, you know, signing like a a year thing with a press company or whatever. Like it it was always like these long-term contracts. And I thought, why, why do we, why does everyone have to sign forever? Like, can we not just go? You know, so I wanted something that was very month to month with artists. I mean, we have longer versions if they want to do that, but that freedom piece is so mm. important. Independent artists from month to month, the whole world could change for them. Yeah. Like, and what you need right now is not necessarily what you're going to need in four weeks. Like yeah. things could really change. So I just wanted something very fluid and open and kind of a free spirit um, feeling. That's beautiful. And you're right. Like you're, you're thinking about the artist and tailoring things to what, what we need. And, um, it's so beautiful to be able to see someone that does that. And I actually had this conversation with my partner yesterday around there are literally agencies out there that their entire job is to support artists and support songwriters or musicians and the industry, you know, get out there and do what they love. And then there are also other entire agencies that um, actually their their clients and who they you know charge to are um, 
are artists and like that's their main source of income is actually, you know, charging the music industry. They don't actually have any income from outside of that. And, yeah. and they, 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 they're symbiotic. They, they work together, you know, and it's like yeah. we need some and we, and we need to be able to earn money <laughs> and yeah. be an industry and, and send our music out into the, the world to be consumed yeah. um, and support the businesses and everything else that's out there. But we also, need people inside the industry who are supporting us to be able to do that. And it's yeah. so hard because, I, I mean, I know I've been burnt by so many people promising the world and um, yeah. do you know what I mean? It, it can be really challenging. How do you overcome that with your artists or people that approach you, like yeah. me, who like have just had that well, experience? So many have been burned so badly and mm. I understand, you know, I lived that. <laughs> <laughs> so many ways so um for us it's really about gaining that trust and, and letting them know like hey you know we can is there one thing that you need help with like where can we support you and maybe it's something really small and if we start small we build that trust together and yeah. they at that time understand like oh okay i get i get the you're going to communicate with me. You're going to email me every day. You're going to call me a few times a week. Like things yeah. that are not very normal in no. the entertainment industry, which I think it's always been sort of like, oh, we're the agency. We're up here and yeah. you're the artist. So you're down here and we'll get to you when we get to you. And we'll, you know, mm. like, well, that's just not the way it should be because A, you're buying a service. So we are the servants, you know, we... Yeah we are the servants and we should be available to our artists when they need us. And we should be willing to, um, you know, if we're not gaining success in a certain direction, whatever it is we're working on, which mm. gears, you know, like, okay, this isn't happening, but this is happening. This door's open. So let's like, let's go here. You know, this is happening yeah. over here and being, um, communicative and just yeah. keeping that line of communication open, I think is the key to everything yeah. in this industry anyway, like communicating, creating relationships um, and being able to, to get down in the trenches with, with the, the artists. Cause, and I always tell oh, artists yeah. that when they work with us, I'm like, we're going to expect you to work too. Like we need yeah. you to be part of the team, you know, cause it really takes a village it takes everybody working together to get um you know traction in this industry yeah. it really does it's 24 7 i have heard like um for some reason i think there's this misconception from people who i guess are just entering the industry that it is this easy fun party lifestyle being an artist <laughs> i don't know where that that where that comes from <laughs> but I, I do understand it's there i um I don't know. I think I was watching for such a long time very closely because I was so jealous of what people were doing, but I saw how much hard work it was, which is why I didn't do it for so long. But um, talking with people like yourself and other artists, I realized that there are definitely people out there that are so unaware of how much hard work, like it really is your own business. It's your baby and it is 24-7. Yeah. Yeah. How, how do you like approach people when they, they have that like, coach them through that that transformation or that understanding of what it takes to be an artist yeah I mean I think I do I, I do know exactly what you're saying and I do come across that occasionally but more times than not 
the artists that I come into contact with, they, they are working hard already and they know, you know, it takes so much, but, um, I, the the thing that I really try to instill or would like to instill into young artists and artists of all ages is that mm. you know, build your empire, build your, you know, be your CEO of your business and think mm. of it as you're a musicpreneur. You are building something that you, you want to have monetization with and you want to have clarity with and you want to have um the joy of your art with and like you literally you're building it so make it look exactly the way you want it to look like success yeah and success Mm. doesn't look the same for any two artists that i've ever met it's always unique Mm. and um if you build it in a way where you are feeling so good about every piece of it and and building in the monetization and, and the longevity pieces, yeah. you will have something no matter what, you know, no matter what, no matter if COVID comes along, no matter if, <laughs> you know, you, you, you don't get the Sony record deal or no matter who says no to you, it won't matter yeah. because you have built something that is so important to you and matches your mission. Um, I think that's the biggest thing is like artists go, Oh, you know, I write these great songs. I have this, I I have a brand, I have this, I have that. Well, what's your mission? Well, I never really thought about it. Well, I know you have one because no one puts work into something without having it. And they go, Oh, well, I had a mission statement for my job or I had a mission statement for this or that for college, but I never did it for my art. And it's like, wow, let's, you know, let's, let's break it down. Let's figure out what that is. Yeah. And um, that's how I think you start getting to that point where you're creating community and you're creating something so much bigger than just a song. You're creating an emotion that is, is everlasting really, you know, yeah. Yeah, if you know what yeah. your mission is, you can you know who you're connecting to and who your music is going to speak to. If you're a, a dance artist, you know, you're going to be connecting to people who want to dance and like get out and and move their body, which is absolutely amazing. Um yeah. if, if you don't know oh. that, like if you're someone like me and you want to talk about mental health and support people who struggle, you're probably going to be reaching out to those people who are struggling with mental health or whatever it is and yeah, it's and isn't um, that beautiful. Like that's so it's beautiful amazing. that people can see you and go, "Oh, I see myself in in yeah. her." Like, I, she gets me. I get her. I, you know, and then it even makes me more intrigued about your music because now, yeah. now I'm like, "Oh gosh, I got to listen to what she writes about because she gets yeah. me." And um, yeah. it's a big thing. It's hard though. Like I do remember the first time someone ever asked me that question. I was like, oh, everyone who likes music, like, <laughs> you know, it's like, and, and it isn't actually not everyone likes the same music and not everyone's in the same life stage. And that's okay. That's, we're all on our own journey and we're all at different stages of our own journey. And, um, it's good to work out where that's at. Yeah. That's cool. So. Tell me a little bit more around what you provide. Like, cause I normally talk about like co-writing and, and songwriters. Yeah. How do you support songwriters 
Um, and, you know, what have you got in there for people to collaborate and connect? How do you support artists doing that? Well, um, oh, my goodness. I just have to say that our roster is just filled with so many amazing humans with huge hearts and just, you know, the kind of people who do reach out to one another and say, Hey, you know, um, I'm doing a songwriting circle. Do you want to come or yeah. do you want to connect on this? Or, Oh my gosh, I saw your, I heard your song and I'd love to work with you on something. I mean, the, the amount of times that this happens within our roster is just mind blowing. It, it just, it happened this week, yesterday. Like it's constant, um, that mm. artists within our roster really reach out to one another, but, Above and beyond that, we we do offer a lot of workshops um, mm. for artists to learn more about different styles of songwriting. We have a a, um, a sync and licensing uh, expert, Patricia Bahia, who is you can't really turn on Netflix without hearing a Patricia Bahia song somewhere. Oh, amazing! <laughs> she's she's a, amazing woman you should have her on your show she's just incredible um been through a lot of trials and tribulations and just beat it all and um but but workshops where you know that's what she's going to be focusing on is like how do you write for song uh sync and licensing success and Mm. and what are some tips there about connecting in that world i think that just learning from our peers is so powerful at Mm. uh, all levels and building community every chance we get um we work a lot with deanna walker from the blair hit songwriter series out of nashville at vanderbilt and um she's just also a bright light and she brings to the table so much knowledge and she you know many of our artists have taken her classes and it's um I think it's just one of those things to always encourage artists to be themselves, to be unique. Don't, don't change your style. Don't change your writing um, to fit into um, someone else's boxes of approval. Like just be yourself and continue to shine that light and it it will happen. Tell your story, you know, beautiful. Yeah. Tell your story. And your story is yeah. going to be different to everyone else's. And that's perfect. It's amazing. I love it. It's yeah, and, I love and, it. And getting back to the mission thing for just a second. I know I talk yeah. so much about it. but No, please it's, do. It's so powerful because I've seen artists who really tap into their mission and then their writing goes to this other level, like almost overnight. Like the yeah. songs they were writing before were like, great, whatnot. But then they tap into that and then it's just like, oh my gosh, like what happened? Like now you're writing these, these incredible lyrics and just really blowing open this other space um, yeah. in your mind. And and I have seen that overnight again and again. It's, it's pretty cool. That's so cool. I hadn't really thought about it, but yeah, like if you're more aware of your mission and you're more focused on that, of course that's going to come through in your art because you know yeah. who you're talking to and why. Yeah, and, and I think there's like a freedom piece or something. Mm. It's like, oh, I figured it out. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, I know also, I think, yeah, yeah. I think we all go through life sometimes forgetting what the why is because mm. we get 
And even I have to remind myself all the time, like, why did I decide I wanted to do this business? Why? And then I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, I have to re-tap in because the day-to-day is so crazy, right? Yeah. Just keeping up with what you have to do, I'm sure, as as a writer and performer and an artist. Mm-hmm. Like, you, it's sometimes it, we get caught up in the day-to-day and we have to really slow it down, reconnect to the the why. Yeah. And that's, it's a good thing to do on a regular basis. And sometimes that changes and it's okay. Life changes yeah. and you yeah. just roll with the punches. Yes. What, what do you think the best advice is that you've ever been given? Oh my goodness. Um, well, my grandfather, um, Native American, mm-hmm. who told me that, you know, People are not going to remember so much what you say to them, but they're always going to remember how you leave them feeling and if mm. you're kind. And I remember you told me this when I was really young, and I'm sure I must have done something somewhere and said something. I don't know. I don't remember yeah. that part. But I'm sure he was trying to teach me a lesson. But the way he said it to me, and then I thought, wow, you know, he's so right. And I and he was a person who really practiced what he taught you know and and I he was that person who always made people feel so good and I I think that is something sometimes we forget in our day-to-day like just the gentleness of kindness just the gentleness of being nice just the Mm. gentleness and of being I don't know like having some empathy is so powerful and I think that's Mm. the thing that people remember like they 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 might remember the right they might not remember the amazing song you wrote or the amazing um thing that you you invented or whatever but they're going to remember how you make them feel and i i think that's the best advice i've ever received so i love that my my grandmother is completely different heritage she's like um her mother was an american heiress so she was a bit of a lady you know (laughs) she was a lady But she always taught me that a lady is someone who makes everyone in the room feel comfortable. Like that is the job of a lady to make everyone feel comfortable, no matter who they are. If they're in your Uh home, it's your job to make them feel comfortable. And I think it's kind of like, I feel like it's similar. It's about making the people around you feel good. And that's what they will remember about you. And you make people feel good by being kind and yeah, make them feel comfortable and, and accept them for who they are, where they're at. At any given moment, no, no, no yeah. judgment. Um, I love that. I think, yeah, I mm. think that's the big piece, the judgment piece. Like, just leave that out. Just, we all have enough judgment. Yeah, yeah, we do. Lord. And we have enough comparisons with Instagram and all this um, coming at us all the time. Like, I think just some simple kindness goes so far. It really yeah. does. Oh. It's it's incredible and social media can be a challenge because it makes us feel so connected. But again, I think it's like a false sense of connection. Um, it, it's not genuine and then we actually become very isolated if we don't get that connection from outside of our phones. Um, yeah. That's a real real challenging thing that's happening at the moment. But Oh my goodness, yes. Yeah. I, it's been crazy it just dealing with it and then in the moments over the last year when I've had connect, you know, um, interaction with others, when I leave, I'm like, mm. Oh, I feel like my heart's sort of beaten different. I feel so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, like you forget like what that real, 
uh, connection with people in real life is yeah. so important. It's, it's so essential. We need, we need people in our lives as much as sometimes, like I come, I, I have big trust issues because of stuff that I went through and it can be so easy to just want to survive and turn off and just not love anyone and just, you know, have like big barriers and big walls and not connect. But it's so painful and it's sad and like, yes, you, you can get hurt when you love people and any, any girl who's had a broken heart knows what I'm saying. <laughs> but at yes. the same time, we have to accept the good with the bad and that's what life's all about. You know, you've got to live it. And yes, you might have a broken heart one day, but if you have a broken heart, that's just proof that you had love. So, yes. Oh, yeah. I love that. That's beautiful. It's so true. Like we have to go through that to get to the good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it can be hard to allow yourself to go out and be hurt, but there is so much beauty in pain as well. Um, and it is just a part of the life that we we get to live. Yeah. Do you have any like what what would you say the best advice? I know we've talked about mission and like we, you've given such great advice, but like for someone who is just starting out, what what's the best advice that you could give them? Oh my goodness! Um, I think be true to you, and don't let the outside voices interfere, because. I just like you said earlier, I think you like you said, you you always knew that you were a songwriter and mm. you always knew that. And I think it's the outside voices that change our minds and mm. change our paths too much. So I think just stay true. You you know what that is. Your your intuition is already telling you. Stay true to that and um mm own as much of your career as you can own it build your own empire like just own 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 it i love it that's good own it <laughs> own it own okay. it this one's more of a like um question around your inspirations if you could co-write with anyone in the world dead or alive who would it be and why Oh my goodness. How do I narrow this down? So many. Who's um, the first person that comes to mind? The first person that comes to mind is Cher. I'm a oh. huge, gigantic Cher fan. Yeah. <laughs> I adore her. Um, I would love to write with her. I just, I like the spirit. I like the way she says, I never took no for an answer. And no, she actually says no doesn't exist to me. No, just it's a lie. It doesn't exist. So um, she wants something. I, she gets it. She wants something. She gets it. And she was like very, um, yeah. And just that longevity piece and that ability to to take herself lightly. Mm. And her music is definitely not something that you know is is. Um, I I mean I guess it is very trailblazing in a lot of ways. But um, I think that she would just be fun and that would just be an amazing collaboration. Yeah. Oh, I just to be on a fly <laughs> on the wall with Cher would be absolutely <laughs> incredible. Like what a powerhouse. And yeah. I think it, it does. It takes courage to chase what you want and to not take no for an answer. Um, yeah. But if you really start, like it only takes a small amount of self-worth and self-belief, doesn't it? To go, yeah. I'm worth this. 
Like yeah. I can do this and this is what I want. So I'm going to get it. And it doesn't matter who says no. Um, yeah. I think once, once you have that, you know, that rejection piece that we talked about earlier, it's like, there is a lot of rejection in this industry. And um, um, I got, yeah. I, I, I did acting and modeling before I became a songwriter because uh, I knew I needed to get good at just being out there and being in front of a camera and, you know, being on stage. And yeah. I definitely learned that rejection is not always personal <laughs> in that industry. Mm-hmm. And it's, you have to get okay with hearing no, mm-hmm. but don't, don't take that as a big no, you know, just because yeah. one person says no doesn't mean it's a no to your career. It's a no to you and what you love. It's like, it's just a not right now yeah. and not with that person because there's something better around the corner. That's it's how I view it. Yeah. I love that view. That is absolutely the truth too. I mean, you, I call it clearing the runway, you know, like just yeah. clear that runway, get off my runway. That's cool. Cause the, the good stuff's got to land. So I need you to step aside. Yeah. And that's really it. And I used to say all the time, I was like, nothing can bother me because I've been told no by the biggest and the best, you know, like yeah, I've been yeah. told no by so many people as, as an artist. And, um, it just gets to the point where you're like, Oh, okay, fine. No big deal. I've, yeah. I've heard it a million times. No big deal. Yeah, whatever. Next. I love it. Yeah. I just, I just think, um, I think when I hear a no, it's like, all right, this isn't the right one for me. That's fine. Um, and they, they can't see it. You know, I can see it. I see it and I know what it is and I'm excited and I'm just running, like you said, clearing the runway. Um, and it's, it's just a part of it. It's a part of just filtering through and finding the right path. And I'm a big believer that the right doors open at the right time. And when they do, that's, it's the best thing ever. And the more no's you have, the better it feels when you get those yeses. That's for sure. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And it's just also, like you said about, uh, don't take it personal because mm. nine times out of 10, it doesn't even have anything to do with you, whatever the no is, <laughs> you know, like it's, it literally probably has nothing to do with you. It's just, yeah. it's, you know, uh, it's no is a weird thing. So yeah. I will just go with share and just believe that, um, we just don't believe in no for this, for this exactly. instance. Yeah, exactly. There's always, there's birdies out there that get things. And someone else told me once, she's an actress, and she said, sometimes they say no because they've already got the costumes and you wouldn't fit the costumes. Uh-huh. You know, like it could be something as simple as, you know, yeah. you don't don't fit the actual costume or like, yeah, it's, it, it's never, never yeah. personal. Oh, um, I agree. I absolutely it, agree. Oh, that's awesome. So tell me a little bit more about how people can get involved with B Squared. What's the sort of best way for people to find out more about you and what you're doing and the community you're growing? Absolutely. So um, our Instagram is a great place to connect uh, on Mm -hmm. a community level. So it's Instagram uh, at uh, at B Squared MGMT. And our website is bsquaredmgmt.com. And um, yeah, I mean, we would love to hear from artists out there. We always love connecting with new artists. We work Mm. with artists around around the globe. So it's always fun. We have a lot. I do love your website. Oh, thank you. Very well presented. You've clearly got a good team of people there. Oh, my goodness. I am so blessed. I have amazing women that 
are just fun <laughs> and have this passion to help others and just I mean, wow, I'm beyond blessed with my that team. Sounds amazing. Yeah, that sounds incredible. Um, all right, well, I'm gonna put all of your links so that people can follow you and, and um get in contact with you directly um in the blog on the website and it'll also be in the description of this podcast. Um but is there anything else you would like to share before we finish up? Um no, I just want to say thank you so much for <laughs> inviting me and having me. It's been a pleasure and so great to connect with you and wishing you tons of luck with your songwriting and your career and all the fabulous things you're up to. Thank you. I I love connecting with people who are like-minded and just on that team spirit vibes that we need to have in this industry and um, especially empowering women because it is a challenging industry for us women. Um, yes. And so I love seeing women supporting women and just having that same mentality. So thank you so much for all the work that you're doing. It's incredibly appreciated. Um, mm-hmm. And I probably, you probably don't get enough recognition, and, you know, <laughs> and, and there never will be recognition for, for a kind heart. Oh, um, you're very kind. I appreciate that. You're very kind. Thank well, you. We need, we need more kindness in the world. So keep doing what you're doing. And I'm so glad to be able to associate songwriter trysts with B-squared management and all the work that you're doing and all the artists that are there as well. I look forward to having them on the show and finding out more about their mission. <laughs> and yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll tell them that Bertie said you have a clear mission. So tell me what it is. <laughs> Not to put you on the spot, but go, right? <laughs> <laughs> go. <laughs> tell me what it is. Lay it on me. No, I'm looking forward to it. So, yeah, thank you so much. This was so much fun and I'm really looking forward to connecting and hopefully one day in person, you know, it's going to be, yeah, it'd be great. Yes, yes, absolutely. I can't wait. Enjoy your day and thank you again. This has been a bonus friend episode with Birdie Bow from B Squared Management. If you would like to become a friend or guest of the show, you can apply through our website and you can contact all of our guests and friends and find out more information about them. And you can also support us by buying the team a coffee at songwritertrists.com. But my life is stuck, lost in the crowd. No one can hear me, wish I could